0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
1: You don't right. have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even <laughs> your mom, you know, when
2: she's <laughs> gonna pop eight and you're gonna walk <laughs> <hop> around. <right? laughs> so we're going.
0: <laughs> we moved into the
2: Ballsy portion
0: of that. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in well, it's like like Mex- the Like Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs>
2: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy, this is episode number 69, my name is Patrick, I am your Legacy newbie, and with me today is our Legacy expert, Jeremy, what's up man?
1: Hey, how's it going? So is it 69, or are we counting last week? What, what are we doing here? Is this officially 69? I mean, it's 69? technically
2: it's actually 69 because the last episode that we actually posted was 68, even though the previous episode we recorded never actually made it out to the air, so.
1: Nice, so I can actually say we're it's episode
2: 69. Yeah. Giggity. Oh, you're roboting out a little bit there, but sure. <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone, we missed last week. Uh, technology is a bitch. Yes, it is. And yes, uh, I'm sorry if my mic sounds terrible this week because apparently uh, my new microphone and Skype uh, MP3 Skype recorder cannot work on the same machine at the same time
2: because
1: <laughs> we cannot have nice things. Of course not. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, don't worry everyone. You know, last week's episode sucked. You're not missing
2: anything. Yeah, it was a lot about tin fins and stupid <laughs> questions. Stupid questions from me and you don't want to hear any of that stuff. I yeah.
1: know, we talked a lot about modern too, so
2: we did. What were we thinking? <laughs> That's what it was. It was just Carmo. it was like, Yeah, you this can't go out. This can't go out, we're gonna we're gonna kill this episode right now. <laughs> oh man, the legacy god said no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, did you play any Legacy
1: this weekend? Uh, I played... I tested. I didn't go to any events this weekend. Uh, There was the snowstorm on Friday. Yep. And then uh, Sunday... I don't know what I did, but I did not go to Legacy. But I did uh, did do some testing. And I found out that Stasis loses hard to Pox. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but (laughs) it's about as miserable as it sounds.
2: Fair enough,
0: fair
2: enough. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, I did not play at all. I've been, man, my, my weekends have just been getting eaten up by work and stuff, so hopefully uh, this weekend will be the last one that I'm missing out, and I actually have a few tournaments lined up um, next week and the following week, so going to try to make it out to some of the bigger tournaments, at least. Yeah,
1: we got some big events coming up. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to pick up Shardless Bug, because I want to win. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm well versed in the bug arena. Never really played shardless bug, but you know, after talking to a bunch of people in the community, as far as fair decks go, it's probably one of the best fair decks you can play.
2: Yeah. There was actually a really great article, um, I don't know if you caught it on Mind Sports Academy, top 5 legacy decks Julian Nab I just, did. Yeah. Okay. I I, yeah, was, I
1: didn't read all of it. I started reading it. But he mm-hmm. he assembled quite the pantheon of legacy experts.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just looking down the list, and we've had uh, Bob Wong weighed in, which he's a friend of the cast and winner of uh, quite a few. You know, he won Eternal Weekend last year, and he, he's got a lot of wins under his belt. They had let's see, BBD, Jarvis U. Um, let's see if anyone else pops out immediately. Um, yeah, I mean those are the na- those are the names that I know for a fact. For a fact, um, yep. I'm sure they're, everyone everyone on there has quite the pedigree of legacy wins and just wins of Magic in general. So
1: right, I mean the problem with being a household legacy name is that the rest of the of le- uh, the Magic community probably doesn't know who you are because <laughs> if you're really good at Legacy, you probably don't play other formats, and if you don't play other formats. People probably don't know about
2: you. Yeah, that's, that's certainly possible. Certainly possible. Um, but yeah, that
1: that uh, that list you compiled to get all their opinions is, is quite the pedigree.
2: Yeah, it was really neat. I, I mean, without you know, not surprisingly, uh, they all ranked miracles uh, as the top deck. I think everyone but two ranked it as the number one deck. Mm-hmm. I think it had um, for a percentage of max score had like ninety eight percent, and then behind that, actually, which I thought was surprising, I didn't think it would be ranked that highly, was ant. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? Uh, that kind of surprised me, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ant is one of the most powerful decks you can play, but it's also probably, like, after Doomsday, and Doomsday is a version of Storm, you know, Storm is the most difficult deck to play. Right. Um, so, I mean, everyone has their opinions, you know, I'm sure we could argue until the cows come home about, you know, oh, this deck has more difficult lines, this deck is, you know, harder to piece together. I think most people can agree that Storm and its various variants is, you know, probably one of the most time-consuming decks to learn how to play and, you know, definitely takes uh, a long time to master. And when you see a good Storm player, it's because they've been playing nothing but Storm for the last, you know, several years. Right.
2: Um, yeah, so. I think I think it's probably why a lot of these really good players mention Storm, but it's not always necessarily in the top, you know, top eight lists all the time. I mean, it, it shows up there quite a bit, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I don't think it's in there more often than say like Lands or four color Delver, um, which also made the top like you know it went it essentially went Miracles, Ant, four color, Charlotte's Bug, Lands. Mm-hmm. So that was basically what I kind of what I expected to see because those seem to be what's putting up the results lately.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree with that list. I would definitely say if if I don't think Tier 1 decks are limited to that list, but all of those definitely make up the pillars of the format right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I actually um, was looking at a, a blue-red list put together by, uh, uh, who was it? Um, Ely? Uh, no, no, it was, um the hell, I can't think of his name now. Oh, Eli Cassis. We talked about like, it before. Like when I said you. <laughs> oh, is
1: that what you said? I you said oh, you mean, you mean Ely? It's like, nah, 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 man. Uh, Ely, yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> I, thought said, I thought you said Huey. I thought
0: no. you said you Yeah,
2: so I'm going to be running that, I think, for these tournaments because I have a lot more um, experience with, with uh, Blue Red Delver. And actually, the list just looks really neat, so I want to try it out in some competitive formats. Yeah. So, um,
1: You know... Speaking of all these great decks, we actually had a flood of SCG events uh, this past weekend.
2: We did. I actually haven't checked out any of the lists yet. If you want to start going over them, I'd be...
1: Yeah, and by this this past weekend, uh, for our listeners, this is going to be like in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Way in the past. Uh, We're talking about uh, January 31st. uh, Yeah. Uh, events that we had we had four events go down there is scg memphis invitational qualifier and Roanoke. uh there is uh sorry it's scg columbus and then there's a super iq in memphis and also columbus and also the day before
2: in kaisi i have no idea where that is (laughs) (laughs) c-a-y-c-e do you want to do you want to check out the columbus event first on the 31st
1: yeah, I mean, uh, the thing I like is that there's a lot of spice in all of these. You know, you tend to get to see that in the smaller events, but, um, you know, it's always nice when you see, you know,
2: really cool decks pop up. Yep. Um, uh, Joel Lissette taking it down with Miracles and First?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny I say that as we look at Columbus first, because <laughs> Columbus is the most boring of the lists. <laughs> mm. Um, it's, it's definitely kind of your, just your old standard. We got, you know, Miracles, Elves. Shardless Bug, Shardless Bug, Miracles, Miracles, Bug Delver, and did I say El- uh, Rug Delver? That's what I was yep. missing. Yep. So that's kind of a blah list. Way to set me up for failure, Pat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, quick question. I'm looking at the uh, uh, Lissette's Miracle list. Um, does he normally pay, play the, the Vencer in the list?
1: Um, it's, it's not unheard of. Um, okay. So he's playing what's called Miracles. I'm sorry, wow. He's playing leg- <laughs> Legends Miracles. There we oh, go. Okay. That's okay. what I meant to say. So Legends Miracles uh, really emphasizes the Caracas. So he's running two Caracas, uh, and Caracas pairs awesome with the three Vendilion clicks and the two Vencers. Right. Um, so both of those can create a hard lock. Um, you know, if you limit your opponent to only playing one spell a turn, especially if you have the counterbalance lockdown, you can just shut them down with Venser, and then the daily click makes sure that they, you know, never draw anything relevant ever again. Um the deck is really light on finishers, you know, those singleton monastery mentors, the only real uh, you know, traditional com- not traditional, but you know, Big Bang finisher that the deck yeah. has compared yeah, sure. to you know other miracles listed are running and treat the angels and more copies of Monastery Mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a lot grindier. It's going to actually be playing Snapcaster Mages and swinging with them. You know, swinging with Vendilion clicks, <laughs> taking chunks, and then you know Jason Mind Sculptor's ultimate as the uh, the Plan B. Sometimes they always plan have, a.
2: <laughs> they always have the, J- the Jace Plan in there,
1: right? Uh, I actually I think this is a lot more fun version of Miracles. Um, because even though it's grindier, it's more interactive. They actually use their combat step in a legitimate way, not just you know swing with thirty five five monk tokens. Right. <laughs> um, so if I was ever going to play a miracles list, this was this is probably the list I would play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's also running the Cavernum Souls, which is you know he's running two copies of it, which just goes to show you, you know how relevant it is that he gets those uh, creatures to stick. Because yeah, for sure. You know, he names either human if he really wants the uh, monastery mentor to stick, or wizard if he wants anything else to stick.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, hu- human will get human will get Venser, Snapcaster, and Mentor.
1: Right, but it leaves out Vendillion Click, and then right. Wizard
2: gets Snapcaster, Vendillion and Venser,
1: but leaves out right. Monastery Mentor.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess by the time he's casting mentor, he's not really worried. That's going to be probably a, a late game thing for him to get out, right?
1: Exactly. I would say nine times out of ten, he's naming wizard with that cavern
2: so, souls. Yeah, um, interesting.
1: I'm not overly familiar with Jolaset, other than I know he's a miracles player, but I do believe this is his usual list. Okay. Um, but I could be completely wrong on that. Nobody quote yeah. me on it. It's good. Yeah, time. I
2: can't say I've seen Venser in in miracles before, as far as at least playing it. But I'm sure you know. He's a a Miracles guy, so I'm sure he's got his own special build he likes to play.
1: I would say it's the less common version, and some Mm -hmm. might argue it's the worst version, but I definitely think it's
2: the more fun version. Yeah, well, I mean, worst version takes down Columbus, so... Yeah, I mean... Gotta be something to it.
1: (laughs) That and the fact that it's Joe Lissette, who's probably the most famous Miracles player.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Let's see, there was an Elves deck in second, piloted by Andrew Jessup, another well-known uh, name the legacy community.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, Bob Hong actually does a lot of testing with them.
2: Okay. Um, Nothing too exciting in here. Yeah, can we move on to the spice already? I'm dying Yeah, here. let's do the spice. Like I said, I haven't looked at any of the lists. So.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So if we jump over to the Memphis tournament, that right. one looks sweet. So the first two lists are pretty boring. The finals were Shardless Bug versus Miracles, Okay, whatever. But then third, we go to Punishing Abzan, uh, okay. which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pulling it up now, is probably just Agro Loam, and because of these stupid naming conventions, it gets lumped <laughs> in with all the uh, these others. Yep, pulled it up, and Suspicion confirmed, it's Aggro Loam. So okay. two copies of one of my pet decks, Aggro Loam, making it in the top eight, that's always awesome. Um, you know, we got Infect, which is nice to see, but not too surprising. We got another Shardless Bug, and here's the Spice. <laughs> we got a copy I of Doomsday. That. Copy of Doomsday Ooh, in, the, in the top
2: eight. That is very neat.
1: Yep, and opening it up to see even more Spice, he's going with the Laboratory Manic. I uh, was just going to say, <laughs> the
2: single Laboratory Maniac.
1: <laughs> yep, uh, for those who forget, it's an Innistrad Rare, two colorless, or two... Two and a blue, I guess that's the proper way to say it now, uh, for yeah. a 2-2. Two, two. Human Wizard, if, if you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's such troll. <laughs> uh, um, that, is,
2: that is neat.
1: Yep, so the basic idea is you cast this awesome card called Doomsday, which is black, black, black. Search your library and graveyard for five cards of your choice and remove the rest from the game. Put the chosen cards on top of your library in any order you choose. You lose half your life rounded up. <laughs> uh the idea is then to stack the laboratory maniac, uh maniac, uh Ideas Unbound, which is a Kamigawa block common blue blue, draw three cards, discard three cards at end of turn. And then amounts of, you know, Gataxian probe, sensei divining top. And, you know, various rituals to get the Laboratory Manic in play and then use, you know, Probes, Ideas Unbound to draw cards until you have nothing left in your graveyard and win the game by default. <laughs> and the deck plays a lot like a Storm deck, but it just has so many spicy cards that most people have no idea how to play with. Um, like the, the one of Reign of Filth. It's one black for an instant. Each land you control gains Sacrifice this land. Add black to your mana pool until end of turn. <laughs> oh, man, this, this is a deck I've always wanted to play, and I've just never gotten
2: around to putting it together. <laughs> it's it's, it's quite, the interesting, uh, quite the interesting deck. It must be very difficult to play.
1: Yeah, well, it's because there's so many different ways to win with the deck, because so that's just yeah. the main way to win. It also can play like a regular sto- uh, Storm deck by casting a bunch of rituals. It runs Dark Rituals, and it also runs... Uh, Is that the only one? Yeah, oh, uh, and, you know, Lion's Eye, Diamonds, Lotus Petals, obviously. And then it also runs the Burning Wish package, and there's a Doomsday in the sideboard that you can Burning Wish for, but there's also an Empty the Warrens and a Tendrils of Agony. Mm -hmm. So you can also just win by the traditional Storm route, and then, if you want to get even <laughs> spicier...
2: With is the, this the Shelldock Isle?
1: <laughs> yeah. So you can also, as an alternative wind condition to Laboratory Maniac with uh, Doomsday, there's also Shelldock Isle, which is the land from Lorwyn with Hideaway. So you, when it comes into play, you look at the top four cards of your library, which surprise, surprise, if you just cast Doomsday, you probably have a good idea what they are. (laughs) And it's add blue to your mana pool or blue and tap it. You may play the removed card without paying its mana cost if it's, if your library has 20 or fewer cards in it, which if you just cast Doomsday, it does. Yep. And you use it to cast the one of Emmercool. Oh yeah. So this deck just has so many different awesome, hilarious ways to win and one of the hardest decisions is just figuring out which way to win it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well one of the cool things too is that you cast Embercool for one blue so you get the when you get the cast trigger on it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It still counts
2: as being cast. So you get the extra turn, you get the uh Annihilator six on the following swing. And that's probably game from there. I'm assuming. Uh,
1: what you have to be careful of is I have seen it happen where you uh, Doomsday players will go for the Emercool win, mm-hmm. and they'll have the extra turn turn trigger, swing with Emercool, not be able to kill their opponent because their opponent either you know gains some life randomly or uh, you know fogged or something. And then the Doomsday player doesn't have any more cards left in their mm. in their library, and they end up decking
2: themselves. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would hurt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I was just really happy to see this in the Top 8, because it is an awesome deck that I wish more people would play. It's much more popular in Europe. Um, you'll see it pop up in the European Top 8s a lot more often. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see it in, uh, you know, making some U.S.
2: appearances. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then also rounding off the top eight, you know what we talked about earlier, storm
2: making it yep. in. Yep. Which this is this is just let's see, most we'll spell ad nauseum. So is this considered ant or tess? Uh,
1: I so I'm always terrible with these as we <laughs> yeah. as we made plain when we did the storm episode a couple <laughs> episodes ago. No,
2: Adrian Adrian is very like has a very he's
1: cut so drive. particular, yeah. yeah, so cut and dry. Yeah. I mean. I would call it ant, but I you know, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Who knows? And I wonder if this uh storm player is friends with the Doomsday player because he's also running a one of Reign of Filth. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I would say it's I would say it's ant because it's running ad nauseum, and the a n part of ant is ad nauseum. But sure. Yeah. Who knows? I could be completely wrong.
2: <laughs> he does have the tendrils, so that would be. <laughs> he would he has ad
1: nauseum tendrils. <laughs> I would call that ant, but you know, some <laughs> yeah. you know diehard <laughs> storm player may say I'm completely
2: wrong, and
0: yeah, you know, fuck he, me right. Like, yeah, fuck
1: <laughs> whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, all
0: right.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, and then also. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Nick Pym for showing me this, but we had a we have a brand new ridiculous combo deck entering the scenes in Legacy. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if we pop over to Star City Games home uh, turf of Roanoke, uh, eighth place goes to Mizik's Mastery Combo. Okay. Okay. And I give props to whoever came up with this deck <laughs> because it is hilarious and mind-boggling that it would work in the first place. <laughs> okay.
2: So, let's talk about let's talk about where the deck gets its name from. Mizzix's Mastery is 3 and a red for a sorcery. Exile target card, that's oh, an instant. Oh, not
1: only that. What set was it printed in?
2: Uh, is this the commander set? Yep. Okay. <laughs>
1: this is basically my EDH deck in legacy form. Oh boy.
2: Alright, so go, <laughs> it says, Exile target card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it. And you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Exile Mizix's Mastery. There's also an overload cost, which I don't know if that ever gets played. In oh the, no, in this deck.
1: you only cast it for its overload cost. Oh god, okay, <laughs> so
2: overload is five red, red, red. You may cast this spell <laughs> for its overload cost. If you do, change text by replacing all instances of target with each. So exile each card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. So like, oh, Basically,
1: wow. this card is Yagamoth's will for free. You can Yagamoth's Will without paying the mana cost, and in case you weren't aware, Yagamoth's Will is banned in Legacy <laughs> because it's bonkers.
2: So, what exactly is in your graveyard that you want to want to cast? It only and has it has a
1: singleton win condition, Pat, and I wonder if you can pick it out.
2: <laughs> oh, ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> is it Lightning Storm? <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my
1: god.
2: I've never even seen
1: this card before. <laughs> is this from Cold Snap? Yeah, from Cold Snap. Okay,
2: so Lightning Storm is one red red instant. Lightning Storm deals X damage to target creature or player where X is three plus the number of charge counters on it. That's right, Wait. it's an
1: instant with charge counters. <laughs> oh boy.
2: Discard a land card, put two charge counters on Lightning Storm. You may choose a new target for it. Any player may play this ability, but only if Lightning Storm is on the stack. Good God. Yeah. So So you're basically just playing Mizzix's Mastery, and are you replaying all your draw spells?
1: So I I was kind of exaggerating a bit when I said you only play it for its overload cost. (laughs) This is basically like a weird storm reanimator Omnitel hybrid. Okay. Um, So the purpose of the deck is to loop. With, you know, intuitions, is it charms, careful studies. Basically loot until you get uh, a Enter the Infinite in your graveyard. Uh, Which, as everyone remembers from Amitel, is draw your deck, put one card back. And it costs the prohibitive 12 mana to cast. (laughs) But you loot, get an Enter the Infinite in your graveyard, and then cast Mizek's Mastery to basically play Enter the Infinite for three and a red. So you then draw your entire deck, cast Lightning Storm, discarding all the land cards in your hand that you've drawn with uh mi- with uh Enter the Infinite to copy Lightning Storm, you know, enough times to kill your opponent. Well, to put charge counters on it, right? Right, you're not
2: copying it necessarily. You're just right.
1: It well. It, well, yeah, exactly. It's it's not copying it, but the end effect is that it's it's copied. You right. know, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> so
2: you discard a land card, put two charge counters on it. So you want to discard, say. Eight land cards. You can discard eight land cards. That's sixteen plus a three from the spell is nineteen. So mm-hmm. eight or nine lands. Well,
1: they probably fetched.
2: net this. Right. Point. They probably fetched more than once. If they're real dumb like me, they might play a couple shocks in their deck. So <laughs> they might they might be at fourteen or fifteen. Yep. when You cast that. That is that is something. Um, hmm. Interesting.
1: So Nick Pin, the one who uh, turned me onto this deck, uh, he actually put it together online because it's actually pretty cheap to put together online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only money cards are Intuition, Force of Will, and the Fetches. And, you know, the two Volcanic Islands. Uh, mm-hmm. other than that, the deck is pretty much just commons and bulk rares. Um, and he said one of the biggest strengths with this deck is no one knows what the fuck you're
2: doing. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, is it the surprise factor that gets them that Oh, battle? yeah. Like,
1: people have no idea what to counter. Like, pro- you probably cast Lightning Storm, and people are like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it resolves? Sure, <laughs> I mean, the deck doesn't even have that much protection. It's running four Force of Will and a Flusterstorm. Yeah, that's it. And then, you know, its only ramp is four Lotus Petal. So uh, you're running the Ancient Tombs too. So at best, you know, the absolute fastest this deck could be is a turn two deck. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're lightning fast and you're going off before, um, you know, your opponent can build any resiliency. So... Is this deck, you know, going to break the meta? I don't think so. But yeah. it's going to be one of those decks where if you play it, your opponent is going to have no idea what you're doing, and it's going to be hilarious.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do like the Dream Halls on the sideboard.
1: Yeah, Dream Hall sideboard is always pretty dream nice. Dream Halls,
2: Chain of Vapor, Poseidou. Yeah, nothing like this. This is this is unique. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: And then also the sideboard Secondary win Condition of cl- Conflagrate, <laughs> however you say that <laughs> card. It's yeah, yeah. XX red, Conflagrate deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures or players, or flashback, red red, discard X cards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you draw your deck, discard discard as many cards as you need to yeah. get them. Exactly. Wow. Wow. This deck is hilarious. <laughs> this deck is, is something. Yeah,
1: so props to uh, Darren Lowe. Looks like he's the deck designer. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good At for you. At least the
2: pilot. I mean, take, took it to a, a top eight, right?
1: Yeah. Well, did you see what won the event?
2: I did not, know.
1: It is Sean French piloting
2: Tin Fins. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to see this list. This,
1: this, um, this, yeah. Also, this top eight is hilarious. It's Timfins, Elves, Infect, Goblins, Imperial <laughs> Painter, Burn, Shardless Bug, and then Misik's Mastery combo.
2: That's amazing. The
1: Shardless Bug player was like probably looking sideways at the Elves player and just going, <laughs> "Who the hell is everyone else here? <laughs> what is going on?" <laughs> oh yeah! Oh for sure! For sure! <laughs> Oh, that's uh, man. Yeah, so, lots of spice uh, that, that weekend. I really liked it.
2: <laughs> Tin Fins. I like this. Let's see. Um, yeah, this looks like maybe even. I think this is exact. Well, I think the, the only difference between this and the list I'm running is he added in a Thought ease and took out a Cabal Therapy. But it looks like. And he's running one less Grizzle Brand for um, maybe an extra. Uh, hmm. He's just running Walnut's well, Grizzle brand.
1: He's running fifty nine cards. Judge. Well, I
2: think he might. He might. He might have caught a, a land for it too. I can't. I think. He's, I think he's running extra underground. C that must be it. But uh, hmm. yep. that's a pretty standard list. I like it. That's pretty great that he won the event with that. Yeah,
1: I feel Sean French is pretty well known as a tin fence player. I, yeah. I could be wrong on that, but i I've seemed to remember hearing his name before.
2: I think uh, Adrian's uh, ears are burning right now.
1: <laughs> hey, he missed the
2: episode. It's his somewhere, home. Somewhere <laughs> where he's being a slumlord. Yeah. <laughs> his spidey sense is tingling. I,
1: I feel them <laughs> talking about tinfins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I know you had mentioned Magic Online. Um, it, you know, that deck isn't too expensive to build. Do you want to go over the uh, the big announcement? I'm uh, sure no. it's right now. But
1: yeah, awesome news was dropped today. So pretty happy it dropped before we uh, we had the recording session here.
2: Yeah. So two things. Two things. The first was the Legacy Challenge. Did you see this?
1: Yeah. Do you want to go over it? Do you have it all pulled up there? Yeah.
2: So the Legacy Challenge. It uh, reads here uh, they're going to do um, hold on the second Saturday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh the first one's on March twelfth, and just like the Power Nine challenge they have our vintage right now. Uh the top eight players can get some great cards out of the deal. Um, right now I think they're getting everyone in the top eight is gonna get one of each of the ten original duels, and they also have uh Import, Cabal Therapy, and Wasteland added to the prize pool. More um, more than that yeah.
1: too. The big thing is also like daises, Chromoxes, cunning wishes, batter Are skulls, those? dark depths. Are yeah, in the uh, prizes? Yeah, so first place right here, so I have the list pulled up here. Uh first place is two hundred and fifty play points, which is nothing to snuff at. Mm-hmm. Uh a Rashadden port, an infernal tutor, a food chain, a dark depths, a batter skull, an unmask, a cunning wish, a chrome mox, a daze one each of each of the dual lands. Oh, that is pretty sweet. Yeah, and then second place. I almost. I kind of want second place more. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I may scoop to get second place. Second place <laughs> gets also gets two hundred and fifty play points. Uh, they get a wasteland, a show and tell, a sneak attack, a submerge, a maze of if, a true name nemesis, a containment priest, an intuition, a bad land, and then you know one each of each of the right. dual lands.
2: That's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. And then, nine through 32nd, get 250 play points. Um, and looks at the prizes scale down. But even 5th through 8th, they're getting um, you know, 10, 10 duels. So that's pretty neat. Yeah,
1: 10 duels. I mean, 3rd and 4th are getting Jaces, Lion's Eye Diamonds, Mox yep. Diamonds, Stoneforge Mystic Stifles, Shardless Agents. Yep. I mean, if this was a paper tournament, it would probably be one of the biggest paper tournaments you know this. This is a better prize payout than you know Eternal Weekend. I would say.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. And uh, let's see. Looks like it's the second Saturday of every month, starting March twelfth. Uh, Twenty-five event tickets or two hundred and fifty play points. Um, Swiss with a cut to top eight each round up to fifty minutes. I don't know if there's a like what the max amount of people would be in it, but you're probably looking at what like seven, eight, nine rounds maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I would say these are probably going to be as big as, like, the Moxes. Uh, okay. Probably maybe even bigger, since it's basically an open. You don't have to qualify
2: yeah. for it. Still pretty awesome, though. For $25, bucks, you are going to get a lot of uh, a lot of working with a deck. So uh, this is actually one of the things that is prompting me to get a deck. I mean, I've been trying to get a deck together on Magic Online. It's just... It's hard to just go and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna drop $800 on a digital deck." Um, yeah. Especially when you have a second person in the house who also controls the money coming <laughs> in the house. So. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking. You're talking about me. I, I control yeah. the finances. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, um, no, it's talk about some real incentive, um, and hopefully, you know, a little bit of uh, ability to grow the legacy community, but. Do you yeah. want to go over the other announcement? That's something we've been kind of harping on for a while now.
1: Yeah, and this one kind of is uh, burns a little bit more. So I'm sort of regretting selling out of Legacy on Magic Online, but at the same time, I'll wait to see how this all turns out before I, uh, you know, buy back in. Is they also announced they're bringing uh, Legacy Leagues, uh, which you know everyone's probably pretty familiar with it already being introduced for Standard and Modern. Um, but it basically allows you to play a daily event, uh, you know, on your schedule. You don't have to play four matches in a row. You can play a match now, a match later, a match a week from now.
2: Yep. Yeah, the great thing about leagues is that they run for what a month. Mm-hmm. Um, they they start February seventeenth. They end the eleventh of April. Um, they're like eight bucks to enter because so they're eight event tickets, so it's really nothing. And you get up to five matches, which is pretty awesome too. Um, they let's see, it's mostly. For the leagues, it looks like the match wins. You get five wins, you get a a, a one of the Gatewatch booster pack, a BFC booster pack. <laughs> yeah, and a play points.
1: That's the biggest thing people have been cl- complaining about with the leagues is that the payout is terrible. It's yeah, like that's
2: not. It's yeah. like
1: I think someone did the math and it came out to be like a fifty or sixty percent prize payout. So <laughs> Wizards is pocketing the other forty percent, which yeah, is.
2: Which, which kills me because they really like for them to release packs into the wild, it costs them nothing, right? Like, it's literally zero. <laughs> it's it's a digital object. You don't even have to print the fucking things.
1: Well, let's also, it's like yeah, at least give us packs of like vintage masters or something relevant, something that legacy players actually want. You know, that would, I, be cool. that you know, would be cool. That would be cool. I don't want random packs of Oath of the Gatewatch. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. I well, you know what'd be cool, and what I, what I hope happens, um, they. I mean, this is the first time they're running a. a legacy league um mm-hmm. they've been doing the popper leagues and that's been really i guess very successful for them yeah um it's been and successful as in it's had a lot of uh, it's been popular but it's also um grown the format quite a bit um yep. so hopefully it does the same for legacy and wizards you know for all you know for all their uh fuck-ups they've had to put it lightly they do do a pretty good job of listening to the community when they tell them what they want And so, if the Legacy Leagues go off really well, and the Legacy community says, hey, we love these Leagues, but can we make these prizes a little bit more Legacy-centric? If you're in a Legacy League, you want Legacy-type prizes. Um, You know, maybe that'll happen. Maybe they'll pay out in ticks, or they'll pay out, um, you know, in... Yeah, like you said, Vintage Masters boosters would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and also, you know, it may, this may not get me to buy back into Magic Online, but I would definitely be in the market for when the uh, Legacy Challenge rolls around once a month, uh, you know, maybe like renting a deck. If anyone out there yeah. is looking to make a little extra income and wants to rent out a Legacy deck for a day, uh, hit me up.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't get too upset about selling out a Legacy because I think one of the cool things about Magic Online is that the, the hit you take selling out of cards is not that, it's not as big as if it was paper. You know, like the bots buy and trade on pennies, right? You know, on, on real, like real small, small percentage points. So it's not <laughs> it's like, like high base.
1: frequency trading in the actual stock market. I, I,
2: exactly, I exactly. find it
1: fascinating.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know, they're getting a tenth of a percentage or one percent on stuff where a store needs to get like forty to fifty percent on something to make worth their time. So, right. Um, even if you do end up buying back in with what you need, you're probably not going to be losing that much equity overall.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just selling out. I, I'm happy I sold out because I basically turned that collection into a new computer, which is something mm-hmm. I've wanted. So it's not like I sold out and just sat on that money and did nothing with it. Yeah. You know, that, that's also a little financial tip for all you guys at home. <laughs> if you ever want to make a decision feel better is sell something to buy something else you want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, think... So you're not just sitting on a big, like, pallet... Full of money.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that is just basically a less less amount of money than what you could have had if you had done nothing. Like yeah. I think uh, Corbin from uh, you know Brainstorm Brewery, he wrote an article about that how he sold out of all of his fetch lands. You know he had scalding tarns and misty rainforest and all of that, and he sold out of them at twenty. And he was still happy even though those fetch lands then hit a hundred after he sold out because he took that money and he bought new appliances for the new home him and his wife yep. purchased.
2: Well, so, it, it, and the, the other thing too that you want to say is like. If you, if you get in at something at a, you know, a dollar amount and you make two to three, four times your money, you should be happy with that. You don't have to be upset that it goes even higher than that after you've sold out. Um, yeah. You can't get caught up on that. If you're going to make a financial decision and you're going to be making money, get your money, make it, get out, and be happy with what you made. Exactly.
1: Um, what I'm just a little nervous about is that this announcement may cause a spike in legacy prices online. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's defeating the purpose because people turn to online uh, legacy as an alternative to paper legacy because it's a tenth of the price. Mm -hmm. You know, a 4,000 deck in paper is going to cost you $400 online.
2: Right, right. Well, I mean, this could be the impetus for, for them to redo um vintage masters which that might
1: actually get me to rebuy in
2: (laughs) i I had never heard about that until you told me about that so could you tell me a little bit about that draft format and how that was and what it cost to play because that to me like was when you said that i was like oh god i was like rock hard ready to go and Yeah. yeah sadly they don't offer it right now but
1: right it was pricey but that's how i bought into magic online legacy in the first place is i drafted the crap out of that set Yep. um it was bas it was pricey it was basically thirty dollars a draft so you also had to be decent at drafting in order to quote unquote go infinite but it basically had anything you wanted uh you know lotus petals force of wills all the dual lands it was basically uh modern masters for legacy it's the nice. set we all want them to print in paper that we know they will never print. Yeah. Um, basically, the only key cards it didn't have were Days, Wasteland, and Show and Tell.
2: Right, uh, which Days is still has a huge price tag right, right. now. Right.
1: I mean, that if they would just reprint Days, that would go a long way to making it more accessible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Vintage Masters was awesome for the format. It allowed people to get dual Lands and Force of Wills, which are probably the most important parts of building Legacy decks. Um, And it was just a great way to draft your way into the format, you know? When Vintage Masters was going around, people were passing dual lands because (laughs) they were so cheap. It was like, if you remember drafting Ravnica, and after the first couple weeks of Ravnica, people started passing Shocklands because they wanted to win the draft and not make the extra five dollars. That's what Vintage Masters was. People were passing underground season tropical islands because they wanted to win the draft rather than, you know, pick up a $6 card.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would imagine, like, if you go in there and just, like, if you were just Rare Draft, like an idiot, um, you could probably just make most of your equity back in that, right? Like, that must be money that packs. Right.
1: Well, the thing is, is the format was also so fun to draft.
2: Like, really? Like, if you
1: remember original Modern Masters draft format, it was, like, that level of fun. It was such a well sculpted format that I probably had more fun drafting that than any other set I've ever drafted. Nice. Um, quick hint: if they ever bring it back, red white tokens is the best deck to build in that format. Nice. Um, there was uh, there there was two cards. I forget what it what the names are, but it's like the red card was Beetleback Chief, which is like <laughs> two red red for a two two. When it comes into play, you put two one one goblins into play. Mm-hmm. And then there was also uh, it's killing. Me, I can't remember it, but it was like two white white put two one one flying bird tokens into play, and then it had flashback tap three white creatures. <laughs> so you just flooded the board with tokens, and then played like pump spells. Like all attacking creatures get plus two plus zero until end of turn, and you just steamrolled people. <laughs> Ah uh, man, that uh, if they bring if they bring back Vintage Masters Draft, I probably would buy back into Magic Online just for the short yeah. sake. I would draft that format nonstop.
2: Yeah, I mean that's it that sounds good to me. I would definitely play that. When was that? When did they actually do that?
1: Um, I want to say that was about a year ago. Okay, so I mean it's coming around the bend, and the fact that they just announced this. Would not be surprised if they brought some flashback drafts as vintage masters.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if they, if if it's going to be big and you know having, because obviously they're trying to make Magic Online, um, more accessible. They're trying to make it more user friendly. Which I think, in the you know, I've been playing Magic again since MTGO has been out for about two and a half years now, almost three years, and there have been some huge improvements to Magic Online. Even though it's still not a great program, they have done a lot to fix it. Um, So hopefully they're they'll keep moving in the right direction and getting us some uh, Vintage Masters draft, that would be great. Yeah.
1: If Wizards wants my money, just introduce the subscription service already. Oh,
2: yeah. I would, I would, what would you pay? What would you pay a month for a four of every card? You can play whatever you want. You still have to enter to play events, you know, pay to enter to, uh, for events, and you can get, say, you know, just, you know, t- like more play points, essentially. So you don't really get ticks out of it, but you get play points to quote-unquote go infinite. Because really, if you have access to all the cards, mm-hmm. you don't really want ticks anymore because you're not buying anything on there so what use are those you just want entry into more events right
1: right i mean unless they maybe keep uh both styles where you can also have a non-subscription base and then you, sure. can just, you use the ch- ticks to build up a collection yeah um I, based on that kind of model where you're still paying for entry fees i would happily pay ten dollars a month and then i would probably get uneasy at around 15 and i would probably say no to 20 dollars
2: really yeah. See, I'm of the th- I'm of the thought that I would pay probably twenty to fifty dollars a month to have access to every card in the in the in the oh, catalog. That's ridiculous.
1: Well, <laughs> think I mean, of, think, how much do you pay for Netflix? I mean, if you're if you're gonna pay eight ninety nine to have access to pretty much every every movie that you could ever want to watch, mm-hmm. do you really want to pay fifty dollars just to have access to every Magic card?
2: i mean i'm i'm not saying <clears throat> i'm not saying that $50 is like what i definitely want to pay but i would pay like i would expect it to be between 20 and 50 you know you're basically like it's it's like a cable service you know you're getting access to all the cards i mean <sighs> i i think of it more like netflix you know mm-hmm. 899 for
1: every movie that's great $15 uh mm-hmm. eh, $20 probably would cancel my subscription hmm. but you know that's just me you know i have access to paper tournaments pretty much any time i want to go you know right I have the luxury where if there's a Legacy, legacy tournament coming up, I can say, eh, I don't, I'm tired, I don't feel like going that, to that today. Where there are people in Nebraska who the one Legacy tournament comes up and they're calling out of work sick to go to it.
2: Right, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I kind of have a, a different perspective, too, as a father. Like, I have two kids, so there are weeks where, yeah, there's... I mean, I could have probably gone to, you know, since October, I've probably gone to play Legacy, you know, a handful of times, half a dozen times, maybe. Mm-hmm. I probably could have gone to four or five times that many events because there's just been that many Right. Um, but you know, I just can't go. So for me, the the thought of it being Magic Online where I can play, you know, if I had access to all the cards, I could play any deck. I could play leagues. I could play eight mans. You know, if they still had them, which I think they're getting rid of them anyway. But you know, regardless, I could play. You know, like the the two man queues, whatever. Um, that would have a big draw for me. That to me that would be offering a lot of um you know a lot of value. I would I would pay twenty. I pay twenty to forty bucks a month for that. I think, but yeah, you
1: know, I, I mean, you you definitely have more of a need for it. I, like I said, I, I, it really depends on the on the individual.
2: Yeah, of course, of course. And, and you know, also I'm also looking at like if I want to put together a decent deck, if I want to put together like say blue red Delver on Legacy, um, right now it's probably going to be like you know between 800 and 1200 bucks. So would I pay forty dollars a month instead of paying twelve hundred dollars upfront? Probably.
1: I don't know. That gets back to the standard trap.
2: <laughs> it's true. That's very true. Yeah. my also very, big, very true.
1: My big thing is one of the main reasons why I sold out of Magic Online is I started getting heavily into League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that game is free, and it pretty much monopolizes my computer time. You know, when really? I have some Dom time and I just want to play a game... I'm playing League of Legends.
2: I actually probably play way too much League of Legends. <laughs> I do I, not want to see my hours played on League of Legends. <laughs> I actually don't even know a damn thing about the game. It's it's
1: basically it. Capture the Flag. It is Capture okay. the Flag, and it's just it's pretty. And it just has a lot of customization. And you basically just choose a champion, and you have special abilities, and then you customize it with items, and then you play Capture the Flag with ten other people.
2: Don't they play that game like in big stadiums with like legitimate like gaming teams?
1: Oh yeah, like Samsung sponsors. Um, you know, South Korean telecommunications is another big sponsor. But yeah, they they literally have millions and millions of viewers. <laughs> that it's, is, it's crazy. the it's the largest esports
2: event in, you know ever. Yeah, um, insane, insane.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. These like sixteen year old kids are dropping out of high school because they get a sponsorship from Samsung to play video games professionally. <laughs> Those kids live the life.
2: I mean, I guess. I guess I've seen. I, I saw program. I saw like an hour long program on the people who like chase the dream of being like a professional League of Legends player, and it looks like a miserable fucking existence. So, well, yeah. I mean, I guess they're living the life, but I don't know. They all it doesn't look very. Uh, <laughs> it does didn't look very fun to me.
1: It's definitely a one percenter. I mean, for ninety nine fucking... percent of people, it fucking sucks. But for that one <laughs> percent, man, you're living the dream. <laughs> You're getting paid, you know, $100,000 a year to play video games.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's all right. I guess that's all right.
1: Oh, yeah. But, you know, that is the fantasy. I, I, I was actually reading a, an article, not to get all psycho, uh, psychology on everyone, but that one of the reasons why it's so popular, especially in, you know, like Korea and China and the, uh, these cultures, is that it's almost like a form of, you know, fantasy escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, because only 1% of people can actually do it, they idolize them the same way that we idolize, you know, like Tom Brady and sports stars here.
2: Sure, yeah.
1: Um, Because it's, you know, it's like their version of, okay, you have to be really, really good to get to this level, and this is just going to be our version of it.
2: Yep, yep. absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, so good changes coming to Magic Online for Legacy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, once again if anyone wants to uh loan me a legacy deck, I would be more than happy and obliged to play it to victory. (laughs) All I have to do is win four months in a row and then I have pretty much like my collection, right? (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Just gotta win four months in a row.
2: (laughs) Even if you top eight even if you top eight you're still getting uh you know, one of each one of each uh dual land and trade out the Badlands, the Bayou, the Plateau, the Savannah, the Scrubland, and the Taiga, and just get more tropical <laughs> on the ground and volcanics. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I just remember the
1: biggest thing that held me up is, even though I had a decent collection when I sold out, the fact that Dazes were, like, 40 bucks a piece prevented me from playing the decks I wanted to play. Because you prime. you can't play a Delver deck without Daze. You, you just can't. <laughs> no,
2: you have to have it. It has to be there.
1: So I was basically limited to, like... Uh, Esper, um, Miracles, uh, which I hate playing online because if you think Miracles takes time uh, in person, just wait until you're playing where each person has their own individual clock <laughs> and the client crashes every five minutes. Yeah, That's exactly. what really made me sell out is the fact that the Magic Online client would crash all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah and that's and that's a problem. I, I think they fixed a lot of the issues. Oh, I shouldn't say a lot. I think they have fixed some of the issues because I do to remember... When I would play like even popper, like you know, even in like the friendly play area or whatever, open play, like, I would hear my computer like secondary fan kick on, <laughs> basically as soon as I opened a window to play. Um, just <laughs> I had such a bad memory leak, but now it doesn't seem to be as bad. But it still it still has problems. But yeah, for sure, if they. Fix a client, I think, um, you know, that could have some improvements, but...
1: My, my biggest problem with it is it would crash, and you would have no idea that it crashed. That's how yeah. bad it crashed. Because <laughs> your opponent's clock was still going down, and I'd be sitting there for 10 minutes, and I'm like, huh, my opponent hasn't done anything for a while, and then I log out and log back in, and all of a sudden my clock goes from, like, 21 minutes to 11 minutes. I'm like, ah, <laughs> son of a
2: bitch. <laughs> did, speaking of Magic Online, did you hear anything about the... Uh, quarter four Hasbro earnings and them saying that they have put a bunch of money into MTGO for the next uh... yep so, yeah. <laughs> all right, let me...
1: I, I love it when I get to read about magic stuff at work as part of my job <laughs> 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 yeah so I was reading over the Hasbro earnings and they basically came out saying that they're putting a lot of faith in magic online and they're expecting it to have a substantial part of their profit for uh, Q4 going forward
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't they
2: mention it in there, though, that the intent is to roll out a new Magic Online program? Or is that something that someone read into it that wasn't exactly true?
1: I wouldn't go that far. I mean, these earnings reports are notorious for being vague, and it's basically the CEO getting out there on the sidelines and playing cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Because what an earnings report is, is the company is legally required to publish information about how the company is doing. Right, that's one of the things you have to do if you're a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. uh, and what the earnings report is is a way for the CEO to come out and go, "Yeah, we lost twenty million dollars, but it was for a good reason, and this is why you shouldn't sell your shares and please, please, still invest
2: in us." Right, right, right. <laughs> trust us, trust us,
1: trust us. <laughs> um, also, just kind of diving into a little finance aspect of it, uh, Mattel which is Hasbro's biggest competitor had a really great uh, quarter and I think you know I think shares of Mattel were up like 15%. Oh, wow. So Hasbro was definitely feeling the pinch to also perform.
2: Um you know what so you don't make any fucking Ray action figures. You make all fucking Kylo Ren shit, idiot.
1: So I actually went to the Hasbro homepage and on the homepage is a big old picture of Ray. Yeah, Ray action absolutely. figure.
2: Absolutely. I fucking love it. Oh I fucking love that movie. It's so great.
1: Oh, uh, so <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, no, they basically it, it was one of the first times they actually called out Magic Online individually by name. In their uh, in their earnings report, so that's why it was pretty uh, interesting uh, that they brought it up. I'm actually pulling it up right now, uh, but yeah, if anyone's interested, I would just go to the Hasbro investor page, and they actually have recordings of the phone call, which is basically the CEO with a bunch of Wall Street analysts asking him questions. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have some time and you're interested, I definitely you know look into that and just they're interesting just to read about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It gives you. I mean, it's it's always as someone who works for a company that is publicly traded uh the quarter you know the earnings reports are always very vague and strangely optimistic and pessimistic at the same time where they try to play up what they've done but also like downplay expectations of the market so um it's uh it but it it, it does give you something of an insight into what's going on so
1: yeah definitely Uh, All financial advice is strictly the opinion of the show (laughs) host. Please do not buy or sell stocks based on what you have heard.
2: (laughs) Nor do we represent the opinions of com, (laughs) Leaving a Legacy Uh, LLC, and uh, all that other shit. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was, um, obviously, uh, this past weekend and the weekend before, was Pro-Tour Oath of the Gatewatch. <laughs> you um,
1: mean Pro-Tour Oath of the Eldrazi?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you follow it, it was a modern Pro-Tour. Um, the Eldrazi deck took six of the top eight spots, with the other two being Infinity. Um, but the question I had for you was, there were rumors flying around. Now, usually when there's a Pro-Tour, there is a pretty significant announcement on Sunday, the last day of the Pro-Tour, usually leading up to or right after the top eight. Um... Where Wizards will announce something that's new and exciting coming out. You know, sometimes they'll announce, say, Modern Masters 2 or you know, Modern Masters 2015, whatever the hell they called it. Um, and there was a lot of speculation on Twitter and other places that this is where they were going to finally announce Legacy Masters. And I had seen even a mock-up of some uh, some product and whatnot. And obviously, that never happened. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that? Did you think that was going to happen this weekend? Were you uh, disappointed at all? Or?
1: I think that's a total spoof. I yeah. I don't think that's real at all. Yeah, I agree. They're never gonna. They're never gonna do it, people. Give up hope. <laughs> <laughs> Turn back now. All hope lost.
2: <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't think I didn't think we we're gonna see Legacy Masters either. But I still have a little bit of an optimistic hope that we'll see it someday.
1: Yeah, I. When Magic's on its last legs and they're trying to squeeze every last uh, dollar out of us. Yeah.
2: I mean, I saw something from at the proxy guy on Twitter, and he was like. If you've seen what I've seen, you know that it's coming out. And I just, I'm like, dude, come on. It's yeah, not- I saw that. I, I don't really, I don't really buy that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so sadly we did not see that. Um, but, uh, the Pro Tour was fun to watch. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, that deck in Modern is outrageous when you're running, like, essentially eight lands that are gonna make you, that are gonna ramp you. Like, yeah. eight, three ramp spells in your deck. Um, when they're putting, they're playing five drops in, like, turn two. That was uh, pretty devastating, it was pretty fun to watch.
1: It's it's true. I mean I played against the deck. Uh this was actually lost on the uh the lost episode. I actually entered a modern tournament last week and uh, I played against the Eldrazi deck and man that deck is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, that deck is the truth.
1: Like I think that deck could probably take out most tier two legacy
2: decks. Do you think it would it would last it would work in legacy though? I, I mean think so. there's just
1: really. It's basically big affinity. It plays yeah. just like Affinity does, and Affinity is a totally legitimate legacy deck, but it just hits that much harder. It's like, mm. imagine if instead of putting out one ones and then suiting them up with a cranial plating, Affinity was just vomiting out ptarmoglyphs.
2: Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I always find decks like that um, to be susceptible to any wasteland stifle package, um, anything that's going to attack, the, you know, anything that really that will attack their land base. Or can keep them off mana um, because they're gonna sit with if they if they you know draw what well, they have Eldrazi Temple and I have Ugin. those are the two that are they're gonna be playing um, if they draw one or two of those but you're able to wasteland one of them they are really stuck with some really big you know four five six drops in their hand that they're not gonna be able to cast on time anymore and meanwhile you're getting your game plan going and I think beating them up pretty badly I don't know if that deck will fully make it into Legacy, but I have heard people think that, you know, people say that Thought Not Seer will make it into Legacy. But
0: uh,
2: that's I wouldn't go that
1: far. I don't think... Thought Not is still pretty expensive. It's, what, three and a colorless? Uh, I
2: believe so, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think that's good enough. I mean, even in, like, a mud deck? The fact that it also says, like, yes, it makes you discard a card, but it also says draw a card when it gets removed. Right. So, a lot of legacy decks don't really care what you take. Uh they just care about card uh you know, quantity rather than card quality. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you strip a delver out of their hand, it doesn't really matter if you let them draw goif.
0: Hmm.
1: Um I mean, I All right, let me correct that. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw some mud decks playing it, but I do not think it's going to be popping up all over the place in legacy. Hmm. Uh, just because of the fact that it also takes its three and a colorless man to cast it.
2: Yeah, I mean that's I mean three and a colorless. That's a four drop for for mud. So that's not too late. Yeah. It is kind of cool, like an, like a little Inquisition for them, you know, or a Thoughtseize for them rather. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a attach a four four body is a real beater too. Yeah, I don't know.
1: It's it's funny. I'm still going through the Hasbro earnings reports, and it's just funny seeing all the little Magic graphics pop up, like. <laughs> Here's a graph of how foreign currency prices affect our sales. Elspeth, <laughs> Elspeth destroyed the Japanese yen. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, finance nerd.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. It's okay. You own it. You own it, man. Just own it, dude.
1: Oh own it. man. Yeah, I can't really find anything actually specifically calling out that them saying they're, you know, redoing Magic Online or anything like that. Yeah. I just remember reading earlier that um, you know, they're putting high expectations on Magic Online as a major profit gainer going mm-hmm. forward.
2: Well, I mean, maybe they're putting a lot of thought into these these leagues being like what's going to put them over the top for this stuff, you know. Maybe that's what they're expecting, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, I haven't gotten a chance to, but I definitely want to listen to the earnings report because mm-hmm. There's a lot you can get in recordings and videos that you can't get off of just paper because, oh, sure. like I was watching the Chipotle earnings report and just oh, watching God. watching the CEO sweat bullets as they're talking about you know E. coli. He
2: was sweating bullets because he was still suffering from food poisoning. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> that day it's like
1: we don't really expect this to <laughs> affect. <me."> <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's a little unfair. Chipotle's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know,
2: it's the thing is that that I will, This is going to sound stupid, but coming from a food background and knowing a lot about food safety, um, things like E. Coli aren't always necessarily on like the preparation of the food, right? It's not
1: a lot. You a know, lot like of
2: it the sources. A lo- ex- exactly. Yeah. Like uh, you know, people think that E. Coli is coming from like undercooked food or mishandled food, and that certainly plays a part in it, but. The biggest place we're going to catch E. coli and it's I would like lettuce, It's like lettuce and
1: tomatoes, isn't
2: it? Lettuce and tomatoes that aren't properly washed and they're getting E. coli from workers in the field. Um, so if you're, you know, obviously you're not cooking off a tomato, you're not cooking lettuce, you're just putting it raw into, uh, into the food. So if you have a source that isn't reliable, a source that isn't following proper safety protocol and procedures, um, if you're having, um, temperature control issues, um, coming in, uh, you will have issues with E. coli and things like that. So, um none of this will make it into the episode. So, you guys know, th- thank me never. But um, yeah, no, this no, the should make it into the episode. <laughs> wash uh, your produce, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, wash your people it's people need easy. to know.
1: Don't cut this. This is a public <laughs> safety concern.
2: Okay, wash your produce. Wash your hands when you're when you're handling food. Don't leave your food out on the counter. Like if you're gonna make a sandwich. You put the stuff back in the fridge before you eat your goddamn sandwich. Don't leave it out on the counter. All that stuff, all that time temperature abuse has serious impacts on your food and can make you sick as a dog. You don't want food poisoning, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want it. Yeah. Moving on.
1: <laughs> I was hoping you would, you know, teach
2: us how to lather, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week. Come on, you got to tease them with something, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I did want your opinion on that Blue-Red Delver list I was talking about. Um I think I was thinking about cutting one of the uh, volcanics for a cavern of souls. I wasn't sure if you had an opinion on that. Um, like the deck's the deck's pretty standard. I can actually go over real quick if you want. Um, just so people know. Yeah, what just talking
1: about. yeah, run down the list. We yeah, can, we, we can even it do it. Uh, do it as a uh, what the hell should I play? Have
2: we done uh, you know Blue what? Red Delver That'd yet? That'd be great. That, no, we haven't done that. And I actually that's a deck I know a little bit about, so I would absolutely, absolutely talk about that. Um, this Blue Red Delver list. Uh, Eli Cassis or Ellie? It's Ellie, right?
1: I don't know. I talk to him all the time, and I, it's one of those things where I just avoid saying his name to his face.
2: <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't.
1: I, I hope he doesn't. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people where if I don't know, I'm giving away my secrets right now, so this is probably going to come back and haunt me when I, when I meet up with a, a fan in, in the fields. But if I call you, like, buddy, guy. Chief, what's up, man? <laughs> how's it going, man? Oh, that's my go-to. Hey, how's it going, Jerry? Ah, oh, not much, man. How you doing? <laughs> please, please so, take pity on me and just remind me of your name.
2: <laughs> so remember, you have to corner Jerry at an event and make him say your name.
1: I'm not an asshole. I just literally have the worst memory in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
2: uh, so this list is running your. It's running your typical 18 lands for your blue ray Delver. Um, some combination of uh, fetches uh four wastelands uh four volcanics uh a mountain and an island um and the creature package is kind of what turned me out of this de- this deck and i actually kind of like some of the instance too um anyway four delver four swift spear which i haven't been running in that list and then four storm chaser mage which is which is a new card from over the gate watch um mm-hmm. for a blue and a red it's a creature human wizard for one three flying haste with prowess um, which yeah, kind of interested me.
1: Let's touch on that because I've I've never been the biggest fan of Monastery Swiftspear, especially after Treasure Cruise left the format. Mm-hmm. But now that you essentially have you know copies five through eight of it, uh, I I do think it comes back into prominence because you can actually focus on that prowess aspect.
2: Yeah, for sure. And he's got the creature package to do it, and also to play a little bit of a a little bit more tempo here. So he's running four Brainstorm, four Days, four Force of Will. For probe, for bolt, for ponder—that's all normal. He's running two pyroblast main, which isn't isn't typical for the um, blue red Delver deck. They're usually running those in the sideboard, or it's like red blast in the sideboard.
1: Yeah, that that's a meta call. I mean, that was popular back in the Treasure Cruise days, when literally everyone was playing
2: Treasure Cruise. Right, so it's one man counter your Treasure Cruise.
1: Exactly, but what that tells me is he was expecting a lot of blue decks in the in the meta he was showing up to.
2: Well, I mean, the top eight was Death and Taxes, Miracles, Death and Taxes, Miracles, Lands, Loam, and Miracles. So certainly a lot of blue there. And I will say coming from... A, oh, really? Well, I was going
1: to say not that much blue. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, I guess... I mean, if if four, four out of eight is not, not that much when you consider it's legacy. That's
2: that's totally fair. I mean, I guess for me, when I look at those those lists, um, I want the... In the Blue right Miracles list, I want to be able to play Power Blast or Red Blast. To counter their um, to counter their uh, counterbalance, um, mm-hmm. that's what I want it there for. Uh, it's tough because if
1: you then draw that pyroblast and they have countertop lock, it's pretty much useless.
2: You know what though? But anything else you're drawing in that spot is going to be useless. It's going to be a one mana spell regardless. So whether it's pyroblast or it's or it's uh, you know, chain lightning or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's if it's a one drop, it's going to be useless. It's not like you're going to be running three drops in this deck,
1: right? No, what I'm saying is not that it's. It's just you don't run Pyroblast for miracles. You run Pyroblast to kill Jace's, to mm-hmm. uh, you know take out a blue like a Show and Tell or sure. another blue combo piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know to kill Delvers in the in the Delver matchups. Yep. Uh, because, yeah,
2: it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a, it, is, it can be just a one man a tempo spell. It's it certainly if. If they have a, a flipped, del- you know, an unflipped Elver or a flipped Elver running a Pyroblast, and then having a Swiss Spear and a Storm Chaser Major out at the same time, uh, you know, it's going to give you guys that, you know, one power pump each, and it's going to get get their guy off the board to play a little bit of a tempo game there. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, looks like we have someone knocking on the door
0: here.
2: All right, get him in here.
1: Well, well, well. Look who finally decided to show up.
0: Drop some Samuel L. Jackson up
2: there, <laughs> Adrian. You, you just dropped into the middle of a deck tech. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it Tin Fins?
1: No. <laughs> you we're, missed Tin Fins. We already talked about Tin Fins tonight, and you weren't here.
0: You <laughs> we <laughs> did, that. Uh. <laughs> I know. I was just, I, I ran into Adam Wallace down at uh, Rhode Island, and I was telling him we recorded, and it was lost, and he's like, oh, well, I'm looking forward to hearing about Tin Fins. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, guys. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're always talking about Tin Fins, so. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so no, what? We're so,
2: actually so Tech? Tech? Yeah, we're talking about Blue Red Delver right now, because I wanted, I was talking to Jerry about the uh, Eli Cassis uh, list that we had kind of talked about earlier in the week, um, and just sort of the spell package, the four Storm of the Mage, which is that new card out of Oath of the Watch, mm-hmm. um, And he's also running two Blood Moon in the sideboard, which is a card that's near and dear to my heart. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm, on the list. I'm glad I made
1: yeah. you into a convert. Take that, Zozo! So, so. Take I that. that! I love that
2: card so much. It was playing against Reanimator Animator and playing a Blood Moon on like like on turn three was so satisfying when he, he got so upset because he's got like two three underground seas and just can do nothing. Uh, it was it was pretty great. Um, but so the question I had for you, um, just kind of uh,
0: drop it against lands. It feels so much better. Oh, oh yeah! Oh for sure,
2: for sure. Um, I just i I thought. Um, Cutting cutting a volcanic and then running a single cavern and just being able to name uh, human because I that'll get out my entire cr- creature package I thought might be decent against um, against miracles where I might be going a little bit longer in that game where where I'll find that one of uh, cavern souls it's it's all about the trade off
1: because yeah. you're basically adding that ga- cavern for the miracles matchup mm-hmm. and miracles is already one of your worst matchups. Mm-hmm. Because even if you're able to use the cavern to fight your way through counterbalance, you now still have to contend with swords to plow and terminuses. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're probably not countering them because you can't use cavern of souls to make your force of wills uncounterable. Right. Um, and your daze is uncounterable. So it's like you're weakening your deck against the rest of the field in order to strengthen it against a deck that you're already probably not going to win sure um and it just will feel real bad when you go cavern of Souls del river secrets and they bolt it and you're sitting there looking at the days in your hands that you yeah. can't play because you don't have a blue an island in play
2: yeah that's totally fair that's totally fair
1: so I mean if miracles is really a big problem for you I I could totally see running cavern of Souls in the sideboard for the miracles matchups
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just uh I'm really iffy running it um you know main because also mm-hmm. it's Basically, think of that, you know, how many colorless uh, costs are there in your spells. Because you can't use Cavern of Souls to cast Lightning Bolt. Right,
2: Uh, right. You
1: can't use it to cast Brainstorm or anything like that. It's really, it's going to mess up your mana base.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Um, The other card uh, that was running that I thought was neat was Compulsive Research, (laughs) uh, which is a sorcery for two and a blue. Uh, Target player draws three cards, then that player discards two cards unless he or she... This card's a land card, which is kind of a neat way of getting around not not having uh, you know treasure cruise in the deck or not having uh, dig through time in the deck. It's kind of a three mana draw three.
1: Yeah, he's basically kind of using it as Esper uses uh, uh, what is it called that terrible card draw card from Cons or not Cons? Uh, uh, what is what is the terrible? It's like draw three cards, lose three life.
2: Oh, uh, painful truth. Yeah, painful truth. He's,
1: yeah. he's basically using compulsive research, uh, research the same way painful trees is using it, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't read too much into that because Ely is famous for in all of his decks just throwing in like one spicy card that isn't yep. particularly good but is just really spicy. Yeah, and I think compulsive research is definitely that card for the list. And you know, sometimes he comes across something that's really good. Like Ely is one of the first person persons I know that was running. Is it staticaster? Mm-hmm. And, you know, his Staticaster ended up being, you know, a pretty substantial sideboard card for all blue-red decks. Yep. So not to totally disregard it. it You know, there's definitely some potential there. It's just I wouldn't really consider that stock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, set Setadrift.
0: On memory, bliss of you. <laughs> uh,
2: five of <and> blue. <laughs> five of a blue with Delve. Uh, put target non-land permanent on top of its owner's library. Uh, which I thought was kind of neat, too. So, anyway, I'm going to try to run this list. I don't know if I'm sold on the compulsive research, um, but I do like the Storm Chaser Mage, so I'm going to try it out with that. Maybe put um, some kind of draw spell in there, or maybe uh, some Chain landings or something, but we'll try it out.
1: So. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It, it's hard to see, you know, do you want another draw spell? Like, I mean, you're already maxed out on Ponder's, Gitaxian Probes, and Brainstorms. Yeah. So... You know the only other draw spell that I, that comes to mind you know that's basically the treasure cruise spot right you know exactly. that's where treasure cruise and then where people tried to you know sandwich and dig through time
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so i'm trying to think like it's it's hard coming across good card draw these
2: days it is it is, <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: and that's just because we're spoiled i
2: mean it's, yeah, I it's hard same. to
0: find it's still has, it still has ones.
2: yeah still have ponder probe and brainstorm so we got those Um, I think what he's he's trying to do is, you know,
1: all of those are cantrips, and they fill up your graveyard, but you don't really care about filling up your graveyard anymore, because you're not really running any double spells anymore. Um, What he's looking for is just card advantage. Right. Um, What you could try... eh, Actually, no. I mean, faithless looting doesn't really work either, because uh, you once again you don't really care
2: about filling up your graveyard.
1: Uh, yeah, try try the compulsive research. I, I can yeah. see where I can see where he got to it. It's just three mana is a lot for this deck for a card draw.
2: It it definitely is a lot for the deck, and I think I think he's probably looking at that as being something that he's only looking to draw in the late game. Um, when he's when he wants to cast it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's not something you want to cast on turn three. That's no good to you,
1: right? Because also late game, you're totally fine with discarding land cards. Yep,
2: you know, you exactly. Don't, you don't want. It you've anymore. probably been you've probably been sandbagging them for a bit anyway. So, yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a it's a sweet list, and it's probably one of the best lists you can run that's running the Storm Chaser Mage.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely. I just want to try out that card. It looks kind of fun. So, yeah. As say so. do it, looks sweet. Yeah, we'll check it out.
1: So, I mean, I think we already kind of covered the basics. Like, what does this deck bat against? Miracles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's definitely... That was kind of one of the reasons why I was going to all those other decks, um, checking out four Color and whatnot. It's because I hate... I fucking hate losing to Miracles, so um, I'm looking for anything that'll get me there. Um, for
0: an Elemental Blast. Uh,
2: I mean, this does run... This does have the two Pyroblasts in the main. And that's kind of... I know we had talked about that before. One of the things that was sort of um, interesting to me about the deck... Was that it had those in the in the main, um, and I never really considered running the main board, and it just seems to take care of counterbalance really well. So,
0: hmm.
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, i I think it's. I, I I mean, you're you're basically using it as a counter spell against counterbalance. I mean, spell pierce pretty much fills that same spot, right? What you're really running the pyroblast for is to kill delvers, kill jaces, right. uh, counter show and tells, things of that nature. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, I mean, deck's it's good against. I mean, it's fast. You're, yeah. you're going to be faster than other Delver decks, um, so you're going to, you know, probably tear, like, shred. You know, you're going to shred, like, uh, Bug Delver, Rug Delver, things like that. Most combo decks are going to hate seeing you.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they are going to, you know, like, reanimator's going to hate this. Um, you know, basically any, any combo decks, like, don't win on turn one, like Jar Jarvelcher.
2: <laughs> right. Um, the other strengths I like about the deck, what, one of the reasons that it drew me to it were um, your Volcanics go on a lot of decks, your Wastelands going a lot of decks. All the money cards in this deck um, are applicable for other decks, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Your
2: Forces, your Forces. Um, basically, yeah, basically every card you're spending more than a few dollars on is is good in, in many, many um Legacy decks.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, money cards are Wasteland, Fetches, Volcanic Island, Force of so Well, and that's right. the basis of <laughs> lots of other decks. Right, exactly. So, uh, Adrian, do you, uh, you play any Legacy, taking time out of being a
0: slumlord? <laughs> I did not play any Legacy. <laughs> uh, I did not play any Legacy, but I did make it down to Rhode Island. There was. Um, what was... Uh, TJ's was doing something down there that was, like, modern-based. Regionals?
2: regionals? Yeah, I think it was regionals.
0: Yeah, and um, I went down there with a... So, there was a long box of, like, bulk rares donated a while ago, and uh, I hadn't done anything with it. It was kind of donated with the... Pre- it was sort of like with a premise to... uh Just to make a mention about, um, like, mental health, but it wasn't... Uh, I don't normally do that I don't solicit You know what I mean? I, I don't know I, I, it's, it's one of the reasons why I, uh, But anyway so, so It was donated I was I was trying to debate If I wanted to like wait Until mel- Mental Health <laughs> Awareness Week Or whatever it was But um, I ended up bringing it down To Rhode Island I ran into Adam Wallace Down there Who was in Rhode Island From Maine And uh, I knew they weren't All bulk rares Like there were some things In there that were like A bloodline keeper Um just things that I knew were a little bit more than bulk, anyway, and it ended up. So, yeah, I, I traded in the box for the charity, and uh, nice. we're beyond five hundred now. So nice. That can, yeah, that that box alone was like two hundred and fifty. Really? Yeah.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Thank you to whoever donated that.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, I, it's one of the reasons why I kind of waited till I. I just I, I knew it was it would be worth it if I kind of waited. Um, so, so yeah, so that fetched in 250, um, plus the playmat that Jerry never put the auction on for. <laughs> no, I, I the
1: playmat I delegated to
2: my minions to put the auction on. Uh,
0: delegated. Yeah, that's not exactly that's a what nice, That's a nice, way to put it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, between the playmat, uh, what, well, Pat brought some comments. I, I met up with Pat on my way down there. Um, and then I saw a post the other day. I've picked up a lot of tin-fins pieces in this week. <laughs> like, a lot. And not even... and Not, not just tin-fins. Like, I, I, I got a sylvan library also. Um,
1: Everyone needs a sylvan library.
0: Well, I mean, so this week I ended up picking up uh, an underground sea, three li- three lion's eye diamonds, um, four cabal therapies, four thought seas, four polluted deltas, four flooded strands, the marsh flats. Um, I couldn't find shallow graves yet. I, I still I still only have the one. I did get uh, some Stronghold Gambits.
1: Nice. Classic card.
0: Uh, yeah, I know Jerry's a fan. A uh, couple <laughs> of Massacres, Surgical Extractions. Um, yeah, I, I I ended up picking up a, uh, a lot of the Tin Fin stuff. Chain of Vapors, Silences. Oh, um, I know what,
1: know what Chain of Vapor goes in. Stasis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I ended up... I, w- I went up to Grutton, because there was a kid up in Grutton... Uh, who was selling some cards and apparently had a bad situation go on, um, and but since I was on my way up there, I figured I'd try to get a hold of Jim Not Dredge.
1: Wait, he can't just drop a bomb like that and then leave us hanging, Adrian. What do you mean? Go, go up there's a bad situation. What was it like? Was he mugged? What, what's going on here?
0: Um, well, it it sounds like uh, he had his collection at a friend's house and his friend's roommate, like. Stole cards out of it and Ooh. like re sleeved them so that they wouldn't be noticeable out of the deck. Some really, yeah, some really. That's
1: not. That's far from a perfect crime because you kind of know where you were when those cards went missing. Kind of limits the uh, the available suspects.
0: Well, you're not. You're not going to make sense out of that shit.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of finger pointing.
0: I, I hear you,
1: but still, like that. Well, a- no,
0: like you're not going to make sense out of shit. Like if. For example, all right, uh, somebody broke in a shop a while ago, and they ended up stealing a whole bunch of cordless tools and a laptop. Mm-hmm. They didn't steal the power cord to the laptop. Like they're not. It's it's a lot. You're not going to make sense out of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, so, man. he's got what? Oh, I just read. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt.
2: Um, I just read on Twitter that uh, Christopher Rush had passed away. What oh, man? Yeah.
1: Wow. And also. Yeah. Wayne Davis also died. This is a rough yeah.
2: week. I mean, like, obviously, Chris Rush, I knew him from Lightning Bolt, but I mean he's done a he's lot of magic art. Yeah, I mean, Black Lotus.
1: Yeah, this card called Black Lotus.
2: Yeah, I mean.
1: Oh. Brainstorm. Oh, oh, man, signed Black Lotuses just
2: went
0: oh way my God. up
2: in value.
0: Oh, my God. Celso has a custom-drawn Brainstorm playmat by Chris mm-hmm. Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's... So, well, how old was he? How old was he? What? How did he pass away? What was uh,
2: You know, what? I don't know. It just it just had um, a quick little blurb on Twitter from Evan Irwin. Um, wow. Yeah, that sucks. That is uh that sucks. Hmm.
0: Wow. Well, so wow. We <laughs> looks like we're
1: ending it on a sad note today. Fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he didn't. He, I I saw him at you know several events. He you know he never seen. You know,
0: oh, man.
2: What yeah, it's, it's one of those things, I guess. Life shot. Fucking crazy.
0: First Alan Rickman and now this? First what? Alan Rickman. <laughs> Who was, was that? Oh, God, oh, yeah, you're killing me. It's <laughs> Al- the guy from MASH? No, no, what? <laughs> no, I- <laughs> Alan Rickman, man. <laughs> Who is that? The, the villain from Die Hard? He was an actor.
2: Professor oh, you know, No, uh,
0: Mr. Professor Snape from up Harry up Potter? Potter. <laughs> oh my god, you really No, I'm sorry. I have no idea who the fuck was in Harry Potter.
1: It, not just Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god. Alec Rickman's like one of the most prolific Dogma? British actors. Yes, yeah, Dogma? Dogma.
0: He was okay. the he was
1: he was Did Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Hans
0: wait, Gruber. Wait. I don't fucking know. Oh that. yeah, that's right. Hold that's on a right. second though. Was he the was he the like meta Angel or something in fucking Do- Dogma? Yes. Yes, he was. The he meta was, angel. yeah. He was really great. Okay. All right. See Dogma, you know. All right. Yeah. Dog was a great oh a great flick man. Oh, oh just movie. all Kevin Smith's shit. Yeah. Well yeah. almost all of it. Clerk's too wasn't that good.
2: Ahem.
1: Anyways.
0: Chasing to, Amy was good.
1: Back to Chris I, back to Christopher Rush seen... being gone.
0: You haven't <laughs> seen Chasing Amy? No, I
1: haven't.
0: Oh, oh man. man. Watch that. <laughs> Finger cuffs.
1: So Oh boy. So anyways, Christopher Rush
2: died.
0: <laughs> yeah, so let's stay morbid. Yeah. Right,
2: fine. Right, well,
0: life's short, way. life's precious.
2: That's true. I mean, he's done. I mean, talk about impact. Talk about impact on a game that like that a lot of people play and and oh, he is iconic art that a lot of people love. Man, I mean, he did something with his with his talent and his passion that spoke to a lot of people. So I think that's pretty. In retrospect, that's a pretty great impact to have on 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 people. Man, I mean, he's got some really iconic art that people really really appreciate Uh, enjoy. Brainstorm. Yeah, I think Brainstorm is one of my favorite arts um, that he's done.
1: Yeah, Manalik. Uh,
2: man, yep, yeah, Manalik's another one. All Hell's Eve was one of his.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: the Unglued Planes. So the game's 20 years old.
0: You can actually list off a lot of cards that he's done.
2: That's <laughs> remembering. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
0: That's, uh, that's a bummer. That's rough. That's a
2: bummer. Um. So, but yeah. Wow. Anyway, could kind of cut into the, into the deck tech. We sort of got off that. Off base there, but these things happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Are you alright, Jerry? Do you need me to come over and give you a hug? I, I no. kinda
1: of like one. Kinda would of like one.
2: <laughs> all right. I'm on my way. See you later. <laughs> How much went to the original drive to Wounded Warriors? What did that get up to? Did that get up to that 500? Was
0: 50, yeah, it was 50 fifty. Fifty 50 percent went to So the that 100.
2: got up to five hundred dollars. So this is our yeah. second this is our second allotment
0: of five hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh, Holy man. shit, guys. Let's That's that amazing. $100. Well that makes that makes Jerry's revised pack now. Yeah, we can get all of back. That's ah man, that's great. That's fucking awesome. So go ahead, Jerry. Reach into a hat and pull Pat's name out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yes. I need I need another UC. Give me a UC or a Vulk. <laughs> all,
0: right. uh, uh,
2: all right, do you have a winner, Adrian? For our thousand uh, dollars, first of all, like reaching a thousand dollars donated to charities is amazing, right? Like that's fucking awesome. That's, that's fucking that's that's amazing. Uh, take that's that, amazing. Bill and Melinda Gates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, first off, like, thank you to everyone who's donated, and Adrian, running shit down, setting up PO boxes to get cards sent to and stuff, and uh, Jerry for doing absolutely nothing. Hey, hey,
0: it. I'm surprised. I'm guys, supplying the prize. <laughs> and guys sending shit from New Zealand, from as far yeah. as far, New Zealand and Japan, and China. like, what, what, oh, what, which is yeah. farther, New Zealand
1: or
2: Japan? Yeah. What's
1: that? It's, which one's physically far who wins
0: <laughs> I say New
2: Zealand I would say New Zealand as well yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you,
0: if you look across the like globe hemisphere wise what if you what you if you drill from I don't think you can get further from Massachusetts to New Zealand what if you
1: drill through the center of the earth maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe New Zealand's closer maybe maybe. <laughs> oh, I just love Adrian's, right Adrian's face right now It's like You have to
0: have a layover flight in Japan To get to New Zealand so. I think we're <laughs> or Do you need any, uh, a random number Or what do you need You want to pull up a random number Yeah I can do it I'm Shadows over Innistrad 29 oh. cards spoiled so far
2: Oh really
1: it's
0: up to 29 Alright All right. do you want to do the, the giveaway first Or do you want to wait Oh, we're going back to the fucking werewolf flip cards too. Yep. Yep. Well also I just humble
1: brag, I totally called madness was coming back, and it is.
0: Yeah, nice one. And
1: by humble brag I mean not so humble brag, because I'm the fucking best.
2: Yeah, I can see Jerry on video right now, he's beating his chest, he's really enjoying himself, so. I'm the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stay on long enough, that's not the only thing you'll say.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jerry, keep your pants on. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah.
1: yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of that, Brad. Oh, man. I <laughs> uh, thought about
2: that in the car the other day. I just fucking started cracking up laughing. <laughs>
1: oh yeah! Why you should not uh, give away tells in tournaments, boys and girls.
0: <laughs> What's a leeryum? Yeah,
1: good beer. Oh, it's too fucking shiny. What the hell is delirium? Oh yeah, that's the problem with all the um, the spoiled cards. Is it's literally someone stole a pack of foils, yeah. ripped it open, and then took pictures of it with the flash on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. really, dude? Come on.
2: <laughs> they're, they're not like official spoilers either. They're obviously all like leaked, you know, leaked cards. So right.
1: What so the? delirium is basically. A, oh yeah, we never oh, even, we never oh, even boy, touched Christ on this. Too. I to- I totally forgot about this.
2: Four
0: card types in the graveyard.
1: Yeah, you basically get to surgical extraction. So it's a it's a. We talked about this a lot on Twitter, which is probably yeah. why I thought we already talked about it on the cast. But uh, was it uh, was it Jamie or, or Joshua that we were talking to?
2: Uh, I think it was Jamie. Jamie, yeah. So we Jamie had a, Keller.
1: Yep, Jamie Keller. He's yep. he's awesome on Twitter. If you guys don't follow he's awesome. him, you guys should hit him up.
2: He uh, uh, he also does a podcast, um, uh, Legacy Weapon. Yeah. For over at Gathering Magic, he he does a really good job. Him and. uh, him and his co-host, uh, kind of like a level one, like going through the beginnings of uh, Legacy. And if you haven't heard of him, you should check, check it out. He's yeah. a really good guy.
1: But uh, yeah, we were talking to them about how basically it's a, it's a card. It's one blue counter-target sorcery uh, spell. And then if there are, you have four different card types in your graveyard, you get to surgical extraction that card as you counter it. Um, which is pretty nice considering in uh, envelope is uh, we've talked about it before on the cast envelope's already a legitimate legacy card on its own this is just literally a strict upgrade to Envelop. envelope, envelope. So, oh you mean envelope yeah in envelope you got it <laughs> <laughs> you got it, envelope <laughs> so yeah i mean well unfortunately it looks like we won't be seeing envelope anymore because there's no reason not to run delirium over envelope
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, no! Invasive surgery. You mean
1: invasive surgery? Delirium's the keyword.
0: What oh, yeah, a good, what a good name for a card! Invasive surgery. Like yeah, that. that is a really good name De- for a card. Delirium seems like some sort of goif mechanic.
1: Yeah, that's what people are guessing. Is that we may see a like a budget goif get printed? Like if you have four or more card types in your graveyard, this creature gets plus four, plus four, or something
0: like that. That would be neat. Well, what if they just print goif?
1: Well, uh, well, I don't think they would print Goyf just because it, it, they're using this mechanic on the graveyard basis, so I figure they'd want to highlight it. But I've always said the way to lower the price of Goyf is print a creature better than Goyf. Goyf will drop in price the second that there's a better alternative.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the problem with that is just like... A one mana Goyf. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't just go like... Knock it out of the park, like just print. Oh, print Tarma Boy for one green. It's an artifact. <laughs> that... <laughs> you can play it by pay three life and cast it for free.
0: No, <laughs>
1: but
2: you see... I... oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Now I was just going to reiterate, just like just print something that's you know a different approach, and people will play that instead, and it takes some the <laughs> pressure off.
0: And...
1: Also, Twilight is a book series that was insanely popular even before the movies. That's yeah. true.
0: And that's pop, true. Culture's pop culture is pop culture. Yeah. that's awesome. Cool. vampires were hot <laughs> um yeah. All right.
1: are we are we done slow rolling this raffle I was, gonna, I was
2: just gonna say you want to do this giveaway?
0: <laughs> oh are we giving something away
1: yeah uh,
2: i think we have a pack of revives to give away
0: <laughs> random number generator go for 17
1: i actually would appreciate it if you uh wheeled out the powerball machine and we picked it that way
0: i think ah, that's, yeah. i cool think that's hair. the
1: only fair way <laughs>
2: Except uh, they don't come out of the machine. I just pop them out of my ass. <laughs> Jesus. Random number generator. <laughs> all
0: right. Random number right right generator. Right here, right all there. Right. See that? That's random. <laughs> that's, you all, right, all
2: right, I have a number. I have a number. You did you five want times? You down from the top of the list to place number six. Sixth place, Adrian. You got okay. the list. Winner is... Oh, oh, all right. So that's it? Yeah. Right
1: yep. there. Right there. Don't don't slow roll it or anything.
0: Hey, Pat, not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Worst drum roll ever? <laughs> you gonna, you're gonna wake up the boys? Sorry, sorry. All right, number six. Yeah. Okay, Renee, Renee, yeah, Renee.
1: Woo! Awesome, awesome. So, Renee, if you're listening, get in touch with us, and we'll either mail it out, or if we're seeing you at an event like SCG Philly or something like that. Well, uh, hand-deliver it.
0: Well, what about Very the... Nice. Yeah, isn't that ex- eternal extravaganza? That's down in our neighborhood, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we'll wait, no, it. no, she's up in Boston, though,
2: isn't she? No, no, they went back down to Jersey already. Oh, okay. She so, was only in Boston for a short time doing a gig up here.
0: Oh, I, yeah. thought they were, I thought they were relocating.
2: Yeah, they were, and then I guess the situation changed. and She does, okay. like, emergency management, so I, I think her job is, like, kind of she nomadic. Re- in the
1: she sense. goes where the emergency is. Yeah. <laughs> she's like yeah. G.I. Joe. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh <laughs> well, now she's like G.I. Joe with a pack of revised. Exactly. So, I, hope,
2: I hope she opens up uh, something amazing. You I, see, I hope so, but...
0: too. I hope she opens up a foil, you
1: see. And then she's like, Jerry, you gave me a fake revised pack, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: um. Oh, man. So there's got to be some... So I don't know like the original Zendikar had like the Priceless Treasures, mm-hmm. where they stuck in like actual pieces of power and stuff. Right. Do you think there's still some unopened boxes of, of Zendikar out there? Like, oh,
1: yeah, or, definitely. Like, the original front run? Uh, I forget what event it was. I think it was the GP New Jersey. They did a booster draft where it was one pack from every set in Magic's history, and the most valuable card opened was from the Zendikar pack, where someone opened it and it was one of the hidden treasures and it was like a uh I think it was either like a tropical island or a tundra oh, in the pack. Fucking, that's, that's so that's they're awesome. <laughs> they're literally doing a draft with alpha and beta packs in the draft, and the most valuable card was opened up in Zendikar, and it was a it oh. was a dual land. <laughs>
2: what is it? what does an alpha pack go for? They have to be hundreds of dollars.
1: I, I think it's more than that. Uh really? let's do a spot check here. Uh So, actually, it's less than I (laughs) thought. Well, I'm getting a quote of $190, but the seller is Walmart, so I don't Uh. believe that. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yep, so I have Troll and Toad selling an alpha booster pack for $1,400.
0: Wow. Okay, so I was. was Oh my god. An alpha booster pack.
1: Yep, yeah, booster pack, 1400
0: so How many cards are those? Cards?
1: Uh, though, Channel Fireball has an alpha booster pack on sale for. Oh, wait, no, that's the buy list. <laughs> Try, what, what about <laughs> What's their buy, list? What's
2: their
0: buy uh,
1: list? Channel Fireball is buying alpha packs at $500 a pop. What
0: Good about God. Wizard's Cupboard?
1: Wizard's Cupboard. Don't
2: you have Google too? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I got Adrian my feet looks like he's, he's like relaxed. relaxed, back in the seat. That's, like That's it. I, I got my feet forward. up on the table. I see. <laughs> if you look at, yeah, I mean, you can look at the video, right? I'm leaned back with my feet. Yeah. Up. Jerry's leaned forward at the computer. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm a
1: worker. I'm a pencil pusher. Uh, doesn't look like they have Alpha Booster Packs at Wizards' cupboard.
0: Okay, maybe just boxes. He's got there. Yeah. What's Wizards' cupboard?
1: Is that it's the one a, in Florida you
0: went to? Yeah. It's a guy. Oh, okay. He's, <laughs> his, he's got an extensive online shop. The, the shop in the store. Is so well organized. If you want to find something, really, like, yeah, there's there's a few tables. They do some EDH and stuff. Uh, most of his stuff is done online. He's got his employees. It's it's a very online base, but he's got everything. You if you want to Urza Saga box,
1: he's like, got a revised booster box for two thousand four hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Okay, yeah, he likes he likes to have sealed products.
1: Oh, holy shit! Unlimited booster box sixty thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, what? yeah, he's got he's got product. He's got sealed product. <laughs> Why?
1: I can't believe the price difference between revised and unlimited.
0: Well, some of it is that he does, like he has the unlimited booster box. He $60,000. He doesn't want to sell it. So you think it's priced so it doesn't sell, essentially? It's pr- it's priced so that he can keep it in stock. If you want to come give him $60,000 for it, he'll give you the box and try to find another one. But he's going to ah. have a hard time trying to find another one. On the other hand, he can keep the advertisers of his, of his business saying, if you're looking for sealed product, I have what you're looking I for. Get-
2: yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, man. Ah. I would love to get my hands in a bo- on like on a box of that. That'd be amazing.
1: The thing is, then do you play flip it or rip it with the box? Oh. <laughs> no, you fucking, no, you have a draft party.
2: You just draft the packs, man. Uh, I don't think you
1: want to do that because drafting unlimited yeah. is miserable.
2: I'm sure sort of drafting anything before like you know yeah what, yeah Hurls of minotaur a... yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man what was I drafted the first
1: set? I drafted homelands once and it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs>
2: what was the first set that was meant to be drafted? Was it Mirage?
1: I think it was a rape. No it might have been uh, if only we had a mystical it thing it would have been long
0: after answers. it would have been long after Fallen Empires
1: yeah long after Fallen Empires that's for sure I I, I want to say Arabian Nights but that's probably totally that's wrong
0: bu- that's before Fallen Empires
1: um, <laughs> yep and I search Google and it comes up with the Selected Service Act of 1917 so Googling <laughs> well, drafting is not going <laughs> to yield the geez. best results
0: I, I'm wondering if it was just Ice Age. Uh, oh, no, mm-hmm. Urza Saga. They were drafting Urza Saga. Yeah, but Urza.
2: that's 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 a lot later. I mean, that Tempest was before that. And 6th sixth, sixth edition.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean Tempest was meant to be drafted.
2: No, 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 I know that. I'm just saying, I think that it was earlier than that, though was what I'm saying. I thought they started doing drafts before, like when I was playing, people were drafting, when I first started, and that was like around Tempest.
0: Uh, nobody was drafted when I started. It might well, have been well, it nobody exists. was drafting when I ended, but that was at Fallen Empires. Mm-hmm. But Anyway, well, we'll leave that one to speculation. I think it's it's uh, we got to wrap up for bed here. Yeah.
2: Right. yeah, if any listeners have the uh, answer to that. Uh, the first Magic set that was intended to be drafted.
1: So the first official block structure was Mirage. Um, so that's what it keeps pointing me to, but I can't say anything that officially says Mirage was the first set it meant, intended right. to be drafted. I'll
2: tweet Mar- I'll tweet Morrow. he would know
1: oh yeah I'm sh- I remember reading about this before like Morrow has definitely included that in articles yeah uh, I just can't remember off the top of my head uh but yeah like we should uh we should call it a night yep all right uh,
2: do you want to do scoops sure let's do some scoops Adrian what do you got man
0: yeah I got some scoops this um, is that a scoop in gymnot dredge um, it's he's awesome and we're, we're trying to figure out I know we were talking about it and uh, you know, we got to see if we can keep Ian posted so that he can try to keep Jim posted so we can try to grab dinner after the SCG thing in Worcester. Right. Or, or, or we, or we could also get just it.
1: get Jim Notredge's phone number. What's that? G- Jim Notredge's phone number. What uh, about him?
0: Well, that, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'll try to see if we can get dinner going anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah. A bunch of people, including Kerman. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if we can feed a kid.
1: <laughs> you take pity on college kids. That that also goes raw, listeners. If you run into us at a tournament, you know, hit us up, see what we're doing. You know, we're 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 friendly people, so feel free to ask us. Maybe we'll get some Brazilian steakhouse.
0: Well, Jerry's not really friendly. I'm I'm kind of a dick. Yeah, we've covered yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Miserable grouch. Um, <laughs> I work in finance. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, scoop in, scoop in, and scoop in Nick Wilber. Let's see if we get fucking Nick in here too sometime and uh, pick his brain. Because he's another one with some deep insight um, And he's a cool guy And yeah And all of the lists that I just came up with Everybody that's helped uh, Push another charity donation To the St. Jude Children's Hospital That's pretty That is awesome So uh, And uh, Scoop in The other guy Who wanted to donate a long box full of rares Who uh, pushed about half that can, and So that's awesome And scoop in... Last scoop into Christopher Rush and his family. Yeah. And then... How about Jerry?
1: Yeah, well, uh, definitely scoop into Christopher Rush. Definitely an icon that we lost. It's definitely a sad day. And now I suddenly have the desire to get a bunch of Christopher Rush signed cards because I I want that now. Uh, So... You know, it's 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 really amazing that you don't realize how much you miss something until it's gone, and uh, you know you don't have that opportunity anymore. So I'm really sad I didn't get more of a chance to talk to him more at GPS and just kind of talk to him about his art and everything because he definitely seems like a really cool guy from the limited interactions I have had with him. Um, also, uh, oh, scoop into the guy who came up to me at the modern tournament and uh, you know. Told, uh, told me how much the cast meant to him, because that was awesome. I gave you a fuller scoop in last week's episode, but unfortunately that was lost to the Aether, so mm, give, yeah. giving you an, an extra scoop in now. And then also, I'm going to give a future scoop in to whoever wants to loan me a deck for the Magic Online Legacy Championships.
0: Have you met a midget?
1: Yeah, have you met a midget? Yeah, you
0: met
1: a midget? Yeah, so if anyone, anyone wants to take kind... Uh, kindness on my poor heart, and lend me a legacy deck, I'd be eternally grateful.
0: Eternally! <laughs>
1: eternally! <laughs> uh, what about you, Pat?
2: Uh, I'm going to give an anti-scoop into that awful joke. That uh, joke, <laughs> I <will>, I <laughs> Um No, uh, definitely um, Yeah, scoop into Chris Rush. I um, uh, one of the most iconic cards that I, I think of his is a Brainstorm. It's, my favorite art is the actual Ice Age art, because that's, again, like I said, I came out I started playing Magic like around Tempest Block, and I still have a bunch of Ice Age cards, and I run my Ice Age uh, Brainstorms in my deck that I got from when I was a kid. Um, also, uh, I think I did it last week, but again, because we lost the cast, I want to scoop into Sisio again. Uh, it was awesome having him on the cast. He was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of knowledge, really just a good guy to talk Legacy with. And uh, finally, uh, my buddy Jamie on Twitter. Um, like I said, he runs another show, but uh, he's just also a great guy. Um, really uh, does a lot for the Legacy community. Um, I was helping him actually build a deck for a woman who wants to start playing Legacy, so I sent him down some of the burn cards that I don't use anymore. Um, and he's throwing a deck together with some of his stuff to uh, basically loan out and give to the woman and, uh, and let her try the format, but, which I think is pretty great, too. So uh, scooping to him, and uh, that's all I got, I think, man. Cool. Sweet.
1: We uh, I think we, we recorded enough for two episodes just to make up yeah. for
2: last week. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were petering out right as Adrian got yeah.
1: here. He <laughs> yeah. Like, time day. to go to bed. And Adrian's yeah, yeah. here. Let's Adrian's go. Like, yeah, knocking down the, <laughs> kn- he wasn't even knocking
2: down the door. He was fucking kicking a mud hole in our ass. So it was pretty <laughs> great, man. It was pretty great. Thank you, oh, Adrian. Oh, man.
0: Hey, did you guys talk about Ian? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of editing to do in this cast scoop into Ian for just being Ian <laughs> scoop, into Pat. scoop into Pat for editing this <laughs> yeah. yeah our listeners are going to be like what are they talking about this episode's only 45 minutes long <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah it's because we edited like two hours of material out guys yeah meanwhile like
2: I haven't shaved in eight days yeah
1: <laughs> Play us out with something sweet, Pat.
2: You can email us at leavinglegacymtg at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Trickster at jmee 3 or at Pat Uglow. Thanks for listening. Remember, play fast, not loose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Out,
2: out of space. Put you up on the IV. Knock a woman, number no four with the IV. The- to the funeral floor Wackets melted Brace bones Crack this pelvic speech through space And cracks Splash Astronaut helmets Face it motherfucker, I can pay to get rid of you I got more heads In the hood Than pagan rituals A new tyrannical Force for you to fear Known to kill And keep you ears And souvenirs A shape shift the face Let a paper Get a tape it's just A system Rating system Making it, system Take it in the face And if you're fixing us Lock off a 30 block radius I throw more blows Than boxing Dr. Octavius Ever since we made some noise I learned people love A winner we the quality of deepest rims. Y'all the house winners, top sinners. great bread with Jesus at dinner, protected by your heavenly force. Fuck a minister, niggas know better. No one's better, it's better than mine. Every time I rhyme, it's metal. The temple level is high. Plus I testify, it's best you die then to find the find truth deep down in the mountain of lies. Downsize, I'm out from you guys, deep in the dirt, clocking in and out of rap Y'all hey, feening for work when I'm. What's the reason what the semen is worth? I believe you me see me, make you me in the earth hey, yo, it's my world, and I won't stop And if you stand in my way, you bound to get popped In the land where you lay, invade from straight shops I demand that you pay and stray from straight blocks I'm the man that you pray, don't spray the flames hot I can tan in the blaze for days and stain top. I sound in the maze. y'all praise the same God I'ma pound out your brain and scrape the graveyard Have you shout out in pain, y'all you you brave heart. I'ma box up your frame and play the and now, mouth for things, straight balls and waves off fat rows, lock the game. No shame, we hate y'all. Yeah, rule motherfuckin'
0: rap, hardcore shit, 94 shit. Shoot the fucking place, up, Yeah, AOTP, blast through your army for team. Damage your team, the competition, dirty with each i in my sleeve, cause nowadays I'm side with my speed. Collecting my cream, I'm living your dream, and am picking your scheme. Put you on me for right looks, pausing your jokes. Fake crooks, neither hit them books. Learn the rules of the game. Two to your brain, three to your frame, incredible pain. You getting in at November 1st. That wax shit, trash man the clap rapid, you die trashing. Five, six professional assassins, rocking these mics and repping my fan with passion. Remember, it's cute to make you bastard. man in your parrach, we be demanding and grand to the parents. At the minimum, I've been up, damage your lyrics. We be like Manny Ramirez, compatible with the radical, magical and emphatico. I'ma battle till I shadow your clavicle. Call me admiral, raising the temper to roam. I'm the emperor, remember I'll never surrender. I dismember for tunes, your petty men of a phone. We sending. I've been a message that wounds, I meant to be blown, Make doom tunes, with Joe Carrico, Tupac, the lobby, well, big hell, the devil's out with hit the Could deck. you see it in the streets, making a microphone, middle east? My specialty you need by my envelope in my lyrics sheets, knock turbines off the of sheets. Used to pipe bomb, downtown, is really big full of dead poets with their dreams no longer in arm's reach. That's what I call dealing with calm speech. When I alarm your peeps subscribe in a peasant's palm is a blessing song. If you crawling, your weapons wrong, then ain't no stepping on my 45 is my weapon. My coach is host holster with seven inch love. Squarely, I stepped into my and Bruce Destin's. God is my essence, so you can check these rhymes for reference and death and impressive. only. Baby Grand Vendors. Y'all motherfuckers don't want to with us.
2: It's that raw shit. I make evil Knievel music, I come through stun. Every verse is the same, just flipped a little side sign, sign Baby I'm crazy, a crazy baby, a sick infant Born with a tent to spend like sentences with sick penmanship Shoot at your Chicago, fit it and knock your socks off Aimed at your door, but hit your head, shot your locks off I heard you was afraid to say my name on your record Cause you was afraid I'd put your motherfucking frame on a stretcher I can't change
1: laws, son, that's a government issue But I'll break laws with a gun, it's a government issue It's the army, we got power in numbers And that's 9s 45, 35. M7s Some people say I'm superior when I shit at vivid, visionary spit, vocabulary ridiculous. I am a tyrant. I'm violent by design. I saw up to scientific with every line and a rhyme. Mozart is street rap, breaking the barrier. Space Harrier filled with 40s and pit terriers. Ready to mangle, anybody cross the line. I saw the sign and ran with the army. Lost some time, ready for war, but won't rock no dick trees. I rock mics, you think it's 160 degrees. We stomp crews, battering brutes. Kill bitches and stab you tricks with yeah. loose lips I'm slightly disturbed Pazienza is
2: nice with the words That's the reason that i fly like the life of a bird I don't care if you're dead, let God have you Cause I'ma stay rugged and raw like Mar Hagler That's something you don't know about, you small rapper Nice with the left, nice with the right, the jaw are a A law backer, murder every track that I'm on fucking verse wax and you gone. Fuck fame, I studied the fame closely. They build you up, then you get rocked like Shane Mosley. It's pain, homie, and your blood in my pen. It's the army of the pharaohs and we flooded with gems, yeah. The torture motherfucking paper. Dead sea scrolls out here.